We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, a proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. I am your host, Numak, and coming to you with another podcast this week uh, for the game against the rival Chicago Bears. Packers looking to, to get a season sweep of those Chicago Bears uh, this Sunday. And joining me to talk about that rivalry matchup is Jordan. George Ruski, how you doing, buddy? Do well. Let's talk about the storied rivalry that created and established the National Football League. <laughs> when these two teams come together and play a football game, it's usually when one team is great and the other team is bad. And now both teams are dog shit. <laughs> so I'm ready. It's right not for the magic. It's not great. <laughs> no, I cannot be. I've. I think we talked about it the first Bears game, but in my lifetime, and sorry if I'm repeating myself, my lifetime, the team that I associate as the Packers' biggest rivals have always been the Vikings, right? Because a have had multiple playoff games against them in the last like twenty years name two or think of two already mm-hmm. maybe a third one um there's just so much more interconnected obviously far going to from the packers to the vikings uh, granted you have a right you're in new york in between there but like both teams have been competitive and have <laughs> ta- uh, uh toggled back and forth with winning divisions when both teams have been good but yeah I don't know. It's just it's. I have a very weird experience with uh, this whole Packers Bears rivalry when it's anything but a rivalry, really. Right. It's been a one side of the past couple of decades, but that doesn't mean there hasn't been good Bears teams in there to make it like good games. Like the year the Packers won the Super Bowl, they had to go to Chicago and beat the. Pretty sure the Bears were the one seed that year. Maybe the two. No, they were the two seed because they. Packers beat the Falcons in Atlanta because they were the sixth seed. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, not, it's not to say that the, either team is good this year. They're both 
stinky. Stinky, stinky poo-poo. Um, but before we get into, into that, we have some cheese to give out. As always, uh, cheese board can be found on the subsec, which can be found on gspn.info. Otherwise, you can just scroll my Twitter or the Talk of the Tundra Twitter at PackersGSPN uh, to see it posted every Thursday when it gets dropped. So, hopping in this week. The first cheese we're going to hand out is to, once again, Christian Watson. Another big game from him. Four receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown. A lot of that coming on the big touchdown from Jordan Love. But still, if you score a touchdown and go over 100 yards, you're probably getting a cheese. And he was kind of like the biggest bright spot of that game. <laughs> on, he has uh, permanent entry into the Mars cheese castle at this rate. I don't, I'm lucky for him. I would love to have a season pass for uh, the Mars cheese castle. <laughs> Uh, next up is Aaron Jones. Uh, he had, I th- I can do math pretty, pretty quickly here. Uh, ninety-seven yards total and a touchdown. So, uh, 12, 12 carries, three receptions. All all in all, this is a good Aaron Jones game. Uh, next up is AJ Dillon. He had uh, eight carries for sixty-four yards, and then uh. Three receptions and 24 yards, so 88 total yards, and the touchdown that was on the uh, 20 yard, like the first touchdown, the 20 yarder. So, just a good running back game overall from them was was really kind of the highlight of the Aaron Rodgers led offense during that game. It's true, though. It was, I think we said it, or I probably said it post Sunday night game. Probably the best has been like a one-two punch, the kind of one-two punch that we thought it would be going all season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it only took week twelve to see that. Yeah, good game planning, and yeah. uh, receiving a cheese. By the way, all of those were were monsters as we as we make sure we we reference. Prone to do. Uh, another cheese to hand out, and it's not a good one. Receiving his uh well well overdue Lim- Limburger cheese. Is Joe Barry just an abysmal, abysmal, no good, bad, just atrocious game plan for the Philadelphia Eagles, who uh, in total had 500 yards of offense uh, on Sunday, which included 153 yards through the air from Jalen Hurts and 157 of those, or 157 yards on the ground from him. Uh, two, what are in essence 150 yard rushers, is bad. And this has been a theme throughout the season where Joe Burry just can't design a game plan for a powerful run game. And he can't design a pass, uh, passing game defense or a run game defense for the same game. So this was the uh, straw that broke the cheesemaker's back. And uh, he deserves that Lindberger cheese. So he sits at minus one for the year. So going through the cheese board... Um, after 12 games now, um, still the leader in the, uh, the Mars Cheese Castle is uh, also no free ads, Jordan. I made a mistake. Sorry. No free Sorry. Ads. This isn't sponsored. Probably should walk that back. Unnamed Cheese Castle. <laughs> is uh, Aaron Jones with nine. Christian Watson, Preston Smith, Gary, Rashawn Gary all have four. So Christian Watson joins that group of defensemen or of edge rushers um having pretty good seasons despite his resurgence late um with three is aj Dillon, devondre campbell jair alexander romeo dobbs rudy ford and then with two aaron Rodgers, elton jenkins david bakhtiari john runyon kenny clark Keyshawn nixon pat o'donnell ronald cobb Razul douglas and quay walker and rounding the list with one is al lazard Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage, Jerron Reed, Chris Barnes, Mason Crosby, Bobby Tunyon, Sammy Watkins, and Zach Tom. And then now truly rounding out the uh the the the, the cheese board is Joel Berry with negative one. And I don't think he could do anything ever that would make me want to give him a cheese this season, so he'll probably stay negative. No. No. Sadly. No. So let's hop into this game this Sunday. Noon o'clock game. Um probably on Fox if I was a betting man. NFC games yes. are always on Fox. 
Um, we'll start with the injury report because it's pretty prevalent for both sides, and we'll talk about um, a, a fateful Packers quarterback last on this list and then kind of get into the offense. But for the Packers, um, your typical DMPs today, uh, Wednesday, were David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Donald Savage, and then Aaron Rodgers. Um, like I said, we'll talk about him and later. Um, but for notably on that list of, or notably not on that list of DMPs, were Romeo Dobbs and um, Devondre Campbell, who were both limited um, in their practice today, which is a good sign uh, coming out of both of their injuries. I think Devondre's was a knee, and then obviously the ankle from Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. So it'll be nice getting them back if they are coming back. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Devondre practiced last Friday and then was ruled out of the game. So I think he's trending upwards. So then, more for the uh, Packers injury report. AJ Dillon has a quad injury. He's limited. I'd assume that's just wear and tear kind of stuff. Um, and then Aaron Jones is also limited with a shin and glute injury, which. I guess obviously isn't related, but a shin and a glute injury sounds like some under some some not fun lower body pain. No, interconnected. Maybe your your butt and your shin might not be connected. Well, <laughs> it's got it a, takes a while to got a got a big butt. Expect it. Yeah, we're 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 uh. Just short of 10 minutes and we're getting to butt talk, so everything's going just fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> full participants in practice were Rudy Ford with a wrist injury, Shamar John Charles with an ankle, so maybe he's back. That's an upgrade. Yep. And then Chris Barnes, who had a hand injury. I don't know where when that surfaced, but he was a full participant. Also, so, that AJ Dillon injury would track with how he left the game. Yeah, he like left like hobbled. Yeah, it wasn't like a... That helicopter... Yeah, we talked about that on Sunday, where it wasn't yeah. like a I'm in very much pain hurt kind of walk. It was it wasn't he, trying to yeah, shake was, this off walk. Yeah. So mm. hopefully he ends up playing after having a good game last week and that the Packers <laughs> use him in the offense this week with the bad Pack Bears run defense. But we'll get there, people. Um, for the Bears, most notably uh, is Justin Fields with a shoulder injury. He was limited in uh, practice today. So he sat out last week trying to just give that shoulder some extra rest time before trotting him out there. No reason for him to really stress that injury, considering they're not really playing for much. Like, having a better draft pick is better for that team. So might as well just keep him safe and not not push it. Uh, the rest of the way is Larry Borum, their offensive lineman. He did not participate with an ankle and knee injury. Uh, Jaquan Brisker, their uh DB has a concussion. He did not participate. Um, the Chase Claypool, the wide receiver they acquired from the Pittsburgh Steelers, has a knee injury. He is limited uh, in his participation in practice. Kyler Gordon, their other DB, besides that that isn't... Uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Eddie Jackson. That isn't Eddie Jackson. Uh, <laughs> has a concussion as well. that isn't Eddie Jackson. Right. <laughs> Is uh has has a concussion as well, so both their starting corners in Jaquan Brisker and uh Kyler Gordon have concussions. That is an addition to Eddie Jackson, who suffered a season ending season ending ankle injury this past Sunday, so their DBs are absolutely <laughs> dwindling. <laughs> yeah. Um Dante Pettis is was out sick with an illness. I'm sure he'll be fine then. Well hope not the hopefully, but you know what I mean. We don't know for sure. It says non COVID illness, so uh, Riley Reef was a DMP uh, offensive lineman for them. The back injury. Uh, Trevor Simeon hurt himself in practice or in warmups on Sunday. He is uh he did not participate we, uh, participate in practice. So with that, they signed uh, old Packers quarterback Tim Boyle to their practice squad just in case. Um. Do they not have a third string? Is he their... No, Nathan Peterman was their third stringer. Oh my god. Yeah, so if, so if Fields that. can't play, they'll probably upgrade uh, upgrade Tim Boyle. Or, 
or start or they'll just Peter. keep Boyle, or they'll just keep uh, Simeon and Peterman. But if on the off chance that both Fields and Simeon can't go, then they'll put they'll like play Peterman and upgrade Boyle. And then uh, another DB is out is uh, was limited. Uh, Kindle Vilber has an ankle injury for the Bears, and then rounding out their um, their injury report was Sterling Weatherford. Their linebacker had a concussion, but he is a full participant in practice, which what is just the names. Yeah, it's better than last week when I was really struggling through it. Um, but Larry Borum, I love <laughs> that name. Sorry. Uh, Sterling Weatherford was a full participant, uh, similar to how Christian Watson got taken out of the Bills game, I think it was, with a concussion was a full participant in that Wednesday. That's just the CBA rule where if you yeah, get taken fair. out, you have to be on the injury report despite being yeah. a full participant. So okay. that rounds out the injury report. A uh, little lengthy for both teams, but worth noting that uh, Eddie Jackson's out for the year. Um, Darnell Mooney is also out for the year. He had season-ending surgery too. So Khalil Herbert. Yep, Khalil Herbert's also weeks, out for them. If not the whole season at this point. Right. So the Bears are banged up. Like, banged up Bears. BUBs. Bub. Bubs. <laughs> um, so we'll get into the impact of that. We'll talk offense defense. Um, couple of, like, really not so uh, important updates from the Packers. They released Jonathan Abram, the former Raiders first-round pick, who was they... Uh, I claimed, too. He got claimed again? He got claimed by the Seahawks, which... I mean, I guess, like he's he's kind of he's getting claimed upwards. <laughs> yeah, good for him. <laughs> I don't know why like the Packers would have cut him. Like, I don't. They're to go with that. They also restructured Dean Lawry's contract to convert some of his uh, base salary into a signing bonus. I don't know what they plan on doing with that. Like, because I imagine they paid Jonathan Abram something, and then yeah. cleared some money from Dean Lawry's contract. Maybe Russ they're Ball working on something. Yeah. All we know is Odell's not coming this year, so we don't got to be worried about that train. Um, so that's really it for the injuries and updates. Uh, as we talked about, we'll hop right into the offense, and we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and his injury. Um, I'm pretty sure, let's see here, on the, uh, on the injury report, he has a right thumb and rib injury. So... Right thumb has been bothering him all year since the Giants game, and the rib obviously was sustained more, or was sustained during the Eagles game on one of those drives. And Rogers said, I think either there in his presser today, I think it was in his presser today, that his initial thought coming out of the locker room where he didn't have any of his uh any of his gear on was he thought for sure that he had like internal organ damage, which is like not great. You know, like, definitely don't want to be trotting out there with internal organ damage. Huh. So, well, we're just happy that he didn't have a Let's lung punctured or a lacerated liver. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there, Jordan. Football. Jordan, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, So, I guess we can start there. Is He's obviously hurt. This has been the entire conversation. Sunday night. Monday, Tuesday, all day Wednesday as they practice. Happy days. <laughs> okay, Fonzie. <Hey. laughs> um, is whether or not Rogers should be shut down or if he should play. Coming out of the X rays on Monday, he said that he was they got good news out of his X rays and he plans on playing against the Bears this week. Which is hard to navigate and is by no means has one answer, right? Because like as much as we want to want it to be black and white, there's personal issues here, right? Not personnel, like AL personal issues, and how the organization has handled um, Rogers and his just persona in the past. Um, asked, this is from Ryan Wood today after probably his post practice conference um ryan wood this is his, his tweet asked aaron Rodgers how he'd feel if packers wanted to give jordan love a couple starts to finish this, to finish the season 
Rodgers says he hopes to finish the season out, but would approach it with, quote, an open mind if team doesn't want uh, to win final five games. And then Rodgers said... what? What part did you understand? If team doesn't want to win five... But would, five he would approach letting, like, allowing Jordan Love to start if team doesn't want to win final five games. So, like, if they're eliminated, essentially. Oh. So he said, this is a quote from Rogers. Quote, look, I'd love to finish the season out, but I understand this is a business and there's a lot of us kind of older guys who play a decent amount and they might want to see some younger guys play. Hopefully we don't have to have that conversation, but if that conversation comes up, I'll approach it with an open mind without any bitterness or resentment. Obviously, like I said, I want to win out and then we don't have to have those conversations, but I understand if we don't, that it's possibly a... That, but I understand if we don't that it's a possibility to have that conversation. So at least he knows like the the circumstances, right? Like he understands that the importance of getting Jordan Love reps so that the organization knows what they have in him, which like I know you want to see and what a lot of us want to see. But I think there is that balance there that they have to to navigate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as Aaron Rodgers very um, repeatedly points out, it's important to have an open mind on many things. Including uh, 9-11, according to Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> I... I understand this viewpoint. It's not the only conversation we're probably going to have this, but we're going to probably talk about this with Aaron Jones. Um, Devondre Campbell is kind of another one because it's like, okay, he's coming back from injury. How much are you really needing him back when the season's the lost cause at this point? On and on and on. But it's because it's the quarterback position. It is Aaron Rodgers. It's also Jordan Love. And as we kind of had touched at various points in the season, when you get to this point where things have just gone off the rails, season is what it is at this point. You look for anything to give you comfort in the future to, you know, see where a guy's development is. Um, it's why Christian Watson coming on this at this stage is so it's a breath of fresh air because it, it lines up a little bit of the mood mm-hmm. that you're like, Hey, this is, it's not just a long-term project. It's like you're getting immediate rewards after a kind of a shaky start that was bogged down by multiple, you know, injuries and um, their, the overall usage with him was kind of lackluster too. So like, Romeo Dobbs can be thrown in that in that category as well. You just want to see the young guys play and see them do well. Just see what, what you have in them. And Jordan Love has been the alpha in the room for ever since he got drafted by the Packers. And as much as they have been able to thread this needle for as long as they kind of massaged the choppy waters that were brewing for multiple months and years between Rogers and the organization, specifically Gun Koontz and the whole thing about communication and everything like that. This is, it's reaching its natural endpoint at this point, mm-hmm. even with all the contractual stuff that obviously right. exists and you can't go over it from a pure football standpoint. And where we are at the season, Jordan Love should be playing. It's that simple. I think from an organizational standpoint, you're 100% right. And I agree with you. Like, taking away all of the emotion out of it makes it a pretty cut and dry uh, situation to resolve. The issue is, is that you have a notoriously emotional quarterback and... And an emotional decision. It's an emotional decision. Because, like, say Rodgers doesn't 
want to keep playing. Like he's he's hurt. He's kind of over it. This was a trying year. Just not something he wants to continue with. He wants to retire. Like if that is the case, it'd be his last game with players he's really close with, including like Bakhtiari and Big Dog um, and uh, Aaron Jones and whoever else. Like whoever else um, is close on the team. Yeah, Cobb. Sorry. Um. And it being like that Eagles game being the last one that he like goes out on, I don't think it's something that he is like okay with ending on. If that makes sense, like I can under like understand like not getting not riding off of the sunset because a Super Bowl seems pretty far fetched at this point. But at least going out on your in own a terms, uniform, yes, right, exactly in a Packers uniform, yes, but not having the decision in your own hands when it comes to how you finish your career and having it be ended by an injury would probably leave a significantly sour taste in Roger's mouth. Well, this is also, I mean, to that point, it is why the whole pick stuck in his crop because it is, it replaced injury with, Oh, they're going to trade me or right. they're going to release me or whatever. Right. Because he wants to control his he, he let me rephrase how I was gonna say this because it's not as much as it is anyway. <laughs> he has been based on everything his that he's done for the Packers over the years, especially mm-hmm. the last few years where he's had this amazing resurgence and arguably played his best football of his career. He wasn't the same quarterback where prime Aaron Rodgers doing the things that have kept the Packers relevant for basically since he started for the team. Right. He has had or put himself to such a standard where he can be given such a um, heavy influence in team decisions, stuff that they normally, you would never associate with the Packers. It's a, it's a, pure business decision you saw many of the super bowl content or members that made that uh year and just the whole mccarthy era when you think of it you think of clay matthews you think of jordy nelson you think of donald driver nick collins like all the greats that came out of that along with rogers and everything like that they succumbed to you guys are getting old you're not producing the same way you are we're you know, uh, the linemen that they cut, like Justin, TJ Lang, all that stuff. They were very cut and dry. Like, this is a business. You guys can find bigger, bigger money elsewhere. And mm-hmm. see how, we saw how that went. Truthfully, Rogers, it kind of worked out with the Packers on those things. Like, Blaga and Sitton did not have very good careers after they left. I mean, there's the only, the only people that you could really say that it bit them in the butt was like Micah Hyde. Yep. Um Micah Hyde, Casey Hayward, and Zadarius Jones. Or yes. Zadarius Smith, not why I said Jones. Zadarius Smith, yes. He's having a good um, year, so yeah. I'll go ahead. But to that end, as much as you are able to kind of you know see out this how you want to end that story at the story of your playing career, things just happen where it's going to necessitate you to make an action about, am I going to play another year in Green Bay? Am mm-hmm. I going to just retire? Am I going to do, I don't know. Is he going to force himself? Like, I don't know. There's, you can, you can still arrive at a very ugly ending. We've just taken a lot of, a few detours to it, but we're, if anything, it's probably going to get uglier because there was such a commitment to, to not just Rogers and his contract and all that stuff, but because, there were decisions that were dis- decidedly made because right. Rogers said so. Right. He, so he, that's where it just it's it the web just gets it gets so uh, messy. Right. Rogers has always said he wanted to play until he was forty. He just turned thirty-eight. So I think that he will play next year or will maybe he just turned 39 i don't know i think his, on spot track it says it's just age 39 season 
I think he's about to turn 39. I think so. His birthday is coming up because it's it's it. Oh yeah, because Rogers Giannis. Yeah, because it's in. Yeah, he turns 39. Uh, this what's, coming week? No, Friday. Right. Oh, happy <laughs> so, birthday, Aaron! Happy early birthday. <laughs> um. But he wanted to play till he's 40, and I think that is what is going to happen. I think he comes back next year and has like a, a last ride, essentially. That it won't be the last ride like it was for MJ and Pippen or any of that kind of stuff. But it'll, I think that'll just be his last season because the Packers do have a potential out of his contract after next season where they only have to eat um, twenty-four million dead cap, as yeah. opposed to like a hundred million dead cap if they cut him or if they trade him next, cut or trade him next year. So, I think he just plays out the rest of next year. They pick up Jordan Love's fifth year, regardless of what they see now, and then they just kind of roll the dice on Jordan Love's fifth year. And if he's good, he's good. And if he stinks, he stinks. And then Packers go on forward. But yeah, the the emotional aspect of it is just lends itself to if Rodgers gets benched, essentially. Like, if they shut him down for the season, if they lose next this week or get eliminated from the playoffs. Which they have done before when, in the rare instances, this has happened. Yeah. Like, if he gets shut down after this week, if they get eliminated from the playoffs, I think for sure he comes back. But if he goes the rest of the year, there might be a reason that he might not come back. Like, there's uh, 59 million reasons I'd expect him to come back next year. Or, I, yeah, I would expect him to come back next year. But uh, we'll see. And I think that if, at the very least, I, it's it's weird saying I hope we get eliminated, but I really kind of do, that we get better draft pick and do, what, do whatever, because we need to see what Jordan Love looks like. Have him win this week against the Bears, get eliminated regardless because of tiebreaker issues and things like that. Then just start Jordan Love for the last four games. Yeah. I think that's like the best course of action that way Rodgers can have his not eagle, but his what do you want to say, just pride in beating the Bears twice in a season again. Yeah. As we like to see him do. But then we also get four games of uh, Jordan Love and seeing what he actually is capable of against quality teams too. Like it's not against crap teams. They go um, after the they have a bye after this week, and they go Rams, Lions. I'm sorry, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions. So like mm-hmm. three out of those four teams are well, half of them are good. Rams aren't good this year, but the yeah. Vikings and Dolphins obviously are. So you'd have a good mix of seeing Love against a good defense. And a bad defense. And just seeing where he falls in the middle there. So, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's obviously a bigger conversation that we'll have off-season time. Yeah. But I don't think it's... I don't think... I think because of how things just went so awry very quickly and that they... I mean, the Cowboys win is the only win that they've had in uh, two months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they haven't been yeah. able to stop the avalanche. Um, I don't think it's that crazy to say that if Rodgers does come back to play, like, I don't think he's, I don't think he, his season is a product of aging or, or, or just one reason. He's certainly an older quarterback, but he's also susceptible to injuries and has been throughout his career. Yeah. So it's. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply just a matter of you know things breaking right or not breaking um, <laughs> breaking wrong that breaking wrong <laughs> that he can sustain himself over a hell or for over a season the packers you know fix the the personnel issues that they have but it's mm-hmm. yeah again topics conversations for uh for the, for the off-season. Off-season. yeah so with that Let's talk a little bit about the offense just in general for this week. Going to be important that whichever quarterback does play can maximize their their um, opportunities that open up in the passing game because of the run game. Like, we're kind of like, it's a weird shift to go into the whole game planning now. We, I recognize that, but this is the best way to do it. <laughs> Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon need to be the biggest parts of this uh of this game plan this week. They did so well in the first game against the Bears this year. They did so well last week against a stout Eagles defense. Just keep riding them. Like if Aaron Rodgers is hurt like he is and is playing this game, all the more reason just to run the ball. Like don't get Rodgers hurt more and make him work more while he's hurt like this when you know you can have success running against the Bears. I mean, that was week two. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And we still have um, hope. <laughs> yeah. Hope. What a. Sammy Watkins was the leading receiver that game. <laughs> he had three catches for 93 yards. Uh, man. Um, do you have the rushing yards in front of you of, for of that, that game? That game, yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones had 132, and AJ Dillon had 61. So they both like had significant success running the ball. Yeah, knocking on the door of 200 rushing yards between those two. I mean, that's the thing. And the, I, as you talked about, not just some injuries, but the Bears have also traded uh, Roquan Smith, their top tier linebacker, um, or former uh robert quinn significant uh subtraction from the line mm-hmm. um this is a thin bears defense so that you could easily just run all over them right um and yeah as i, I do think we'll see a very run heavy focus hopefully the game doesn't get away from them because that's certainly when the Fleur's eyes gets elsewhere but yeah it, it it's just so you're exasperated and i can already tell that you're sick of the game plan and my idea in my head was is they're going to get baited into passing the ball because all the corners are out for the bears which i don't i don't i have a problem I, with it i have I, a problem it's a, i have a problem with it it's a problem but Unless we're also Jordan love place like we are operating yes. under the understanding that Aaron Rodgers is like probably playing this week with his fractured thumb and bruised ribs. Internal damage, uh, bleeding. Right. <laughs> Not actually, but get the point. That, like, that this is probably. <laughs> Sorry. He said on he Sunday. He had internal bleeding. Yes. And he's playing football on Sunday. And he wants to play Sunday. He really is just. Brett Favre, like you live, uh, you die soon enough, or you die. I can't think of the quote. 
you live long enough to see yourself become the villain or something. Yeah, like whatever the first yeah. half of that quote is. He became yeah. Brett Favre. Yeah. Just hopefully we don't see him selling ayahuasca for or, uh, for <laughs> at risk kids or something. Yeah. Or future. his last <laughs> the last memory of Favre of him just getting piled drives into a frozen um TCF Bank Stadium field because that was when the Vikings were playing outdoors. Yeah. And it was like, you are old. You are old. Regardless, if they do pass the ball, I have a problem with it because it will show that they aren't committed to like running the ball when that's really all they should be doing against the Bears. Because like running the ball. So what kind of passing? Because because the Bears are so thin at at cornerback. Let's just say thin. Are we talking about like the you know trying to make the big plays happen, or are we talking about the little like bubble screens or the little things that look like yak? I want them to pass the ball down the field, but I don't want passing the ball. I don't don't want them to have more passes than runs. Like that's what I that's what I'm talking about when I say this. Like yes, they need to pass the ball at some point in the football game, but I want a run first offense this week. Because you can have so much significant success with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon mm-hmm. that it makes those passes that much easier to have success on. Like they should be able to run all over the Bears this week, just like they did in week two. Yeah. And then from there, let Rodgers um have an easier time throwing the ball this week. Like and just go out there and win the game rather than go out there and like kill them by 40 because i don't think they're gonna be able to do that because they're just not that good of a team no but But that's the thing is that their offense as much as things have been playing them their offense has been kind of trending upwards it has since the the lions game after the lions game (laughs) like since the cowboys game is what i would say yeah 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 i get your point um i agree but i just really don't want Rodgers throwing the ball 30 times because I don't know what that wear and tear on him is going to look like because he said That's that like during the game on Sunday that initial drive after he got hurt he like yeah. couldn't rotate his upper body because his ribs hurt so bad what the f- and so he's <laughs> <laughs> no, every detail that you tell me it's making me more angry That's the other, like so because of if he's playing begrudgingly they have to protect him, which is why you even just you're playing a game in 1930. You're right. going red Grange on their ass. Right. And you know what I mean? Like it's just like yeah. why put your quarterback in that position if he's playing to hey Aaron, let's see we let's air it out, buddy. Yeah, like I'm like I'm fine with it if they do that. They just need to have like the run first offense of offensive game plan. That's all I ask. If it's balanced, that's fine too. But they, he, the the difference between passes and runs shouldn't be heavily uh, pass, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And like the other one last little note on the offense before I see anything else is like this is a good opportunity if Romo Dobbs plays to get more reps with Rodgers, like as a full wide receiving core before he possibly gets shut down for the year. So like it'd be another opportunity to build that relationship into next year. Like that's another one of the small arguments of letting Rogers play this week. Yep. So that'd be the healthiest the wide receiver core has been all year. Yeah. Too, if it, if, if Dobbs plays, it'll one. be the healthiest they've played. Nope. Because Lazar was at week one. That's right. And Watson was coming into it blind basically. Yep. So yeah, if they're, if, wow. if Dobbs is healthy, It'll be the healthiest wide receiving room has been all year long. So we'll see. Yeah. So should we go into the defense? Talk about talk about them. Let's do it. Uh they just need to be focused. Like that was the main thing coming out of last week, right? Like they just missing tackles. Uh Matt LaFleur said uh that they had twenty two he counted twenty two missed tackles. 
in uh in that Eagles game. Which is abysmal. They had uh the Eagles had twenty eight uh twenty eight passing attempts and forty nine, we'll call it fifty for math sake, uh rushing attempts. So, so seventy seven two seventy seven total plays and uh twenty two missed tackles. That's not good. That's like almost one every two, three plays. No, one every three and like a quarter. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they need to just work on their tackling. And they need to be coached better, which isn't going to happen this season unless they would lose to the Bears. Oh my god. Um <laughs> uh, Matt LaFleur said earlier this week that uh I gotta pull I gotta pull up the tweet just to make sure I don't uh pull it up. since I don't I don't misquote Mr. LaFleur, but I'm seemingly not able to find it. All that is to say is that Matt LaFleur said um if he th- thought there needed to be a change made. Oh here I found it. Matt LaFleur potentially on changing the defensive defensive play caller, aka firing Joe Barry. Quote, if I thought there was an issue there, then I'd certainly make a change. So that is the best defense Joe Barry has conjured up all year long. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. So like I hope he gets fired at the end of the year or sooner, but at this point, I'm just asking the players to put it on themselves to play well, which who knows how that'll go because it went very poorly last week. They can't tackle. They were just not focused, and they weren't giving a whole lot of effort at that times the last few weeks. So this week, they should just crush, like without a doubt. Oh. If Justin Fields plays... I might have PTSD flashbacks uh, in the game with him running around here. He set the record for most rushing yards by a quarterback in an NFL uh, game this year already. This year. And we have the worst rushing defense in the league. So it's, that, um... I'm not, I, I really hope he doesn't play just for my sanity sake. That comment Lafleur made was very interesting because, of course, I saw a lot of Packer fans outraged on Twitter specifically because that is what that platform relies on. <laughs> um, as a fellow, former outrager of the kids' bucks, as a recovering outrager, yeah, recovering outrager. <laughs> Ever since the Bucks won the title, I'm smooth sailing. Um. And I was thinking, well, a coach wouldn't. Why would what benefits a coach to to go out and flame his own defensive coordinator, one that he picked, mind you? And then I thought of the quotes that Lafleur made about Mike Pettin, and I was like, well, he's kind of done that already, so. It's not that I wish I, I probably should have done this pre pod of, of looking at the quotes that he made. Uh, I think it was after the, certainly after the 49ers championship game, and then Penn came back, and then definitely after the Buccaneers championship game, because that was when things ended yeah. between Penn and the Packers court stuff. But like, I understand the whole coach thing and it, what Matt LaFleur says now, they can easily move on from Joe Barry. Right. It is just, as we talked about with like Jair specifically, but like they let up 500 yards to the Eagles and 40 points. And if we're being honest, the Eagles were a, a, a fluke fumble away from probably having more points. Yeah. You know, like, they got everything they wanted that whole game. Yep. It did not matter. And I don't know. I, I, I they turned it over once and on, or yeah, the downs play, the fumble play, and then they punted once. Otherwise they scored on every single 
drive. And uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they turn over on downs. Yeah, the downs, that's, the fumble, just... and then a punt. Otherwise, they just had they scored every single drive. Yeah, I mean, a performance like that kind of. I feel like everybody. It's reinforced everybody's feelings about Joe Barry. Um, I don't know what low you have to reach where, for a coach like Lafleur to say like, you know, we're going to cut bait with him mid-season because at this point anything that you're doing is not going to reverse your year outside of um, getting a better draft pick. Right. So I think that's the only reason why you keep Joe Barry is because uh, your draft pick might be eighth or whatever it is at the end of the year. Yeah. Because it's just hemorrhaging points. But like, <laughs> I don't know. That was that was the thing that I just kept coming back to. is like, well, of course, no coach is going to do this. And then I was like, well, before already done that. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Like, if Dre plays, that'll be nice to get him back within the swing of things and get some momentum going into next year. Like, he's had a rough year to begin with because he didn't play in, or because he just, like, started off slow and then yeah. had gotten injured. So just a rough year for him in general after coming off a strong last year. Um, Like, it sucks that we're finally getting healthy and at the end of the year, but regardless of it all um yeah just just need them to be more focused and wrap up on tackling and it's it's really that simple like it it shouldn't be that simple but it kind of is it's fundamentals yeah i don't know if i have too much else jordan about the defense sadly (laughs) no it's a sorry state of affairs it is a sorry state of affairs that's where we're at Hopefully we'll be back with a better podcast, a better feeling podcast, I should say, on Sunday, going into a victory Monday. That'd be very nice. But before we wrap up, uh, players to watch and score predictions. We weren't gonna let you off that quick, Jordan. We had to do. Had to do. Am these. I starting this week? Right. I think it's go ahead. This. Players to watch. Hopefully, Jordan Love. <laughs> <laughs> that's where i stand i'm not gonna you're not gonna pick another one no give me what i want stop staying in the way of progress Aaron charles rogers you hear me out there i know you do listen to your inner voice and your internal bleeding and don't play this game <laughs> uh I'm going to go Aaron Jones and Quay Walker. Aaron Jones for the repeat performance he hopefully has um, against the Bears this week, sort of building off of week two. Um, Same thing with um, Quay Walker as last week. Um, Probably going to have him spy, either him or Dre, um, on Justin Fields if he plays, and just make sure that they can not run rampant like Jalen Hurts did. Hopefully that Joe Barry learned from that this week, which I don't think he did. So, um, with that, let's do score predictions. I can go first with this one since you went first on players. Um, I will say 34-28 Packers. I think, I think, I think they do just enough on offense to squeak out a win, but I think it's going to be an, another ugly defensive game because obviously, yeah, the only only thing that the the defense, I mean, it's been true of the last couple of weeks is that if they force turnovers, yeah, the defense looks better. <laughs> yeah, the only they could do Hard anything else. Analysis. Only if they could do anything else. It's their only way of getting stops. That is, it's it's incredible. Truly a, um, a f- wild season of defense. Mm-hmm. In Chicago, probably going to be windy, cold. Did you just say it's probably going to be windy in Chicago? <laughs> it's, not, it's the windy city, buddy. Which, like, obviously doesn't really? mean... Which, I, it doesn't mean whether all you people can leave me alone with your fast facts about Chicago politics. <laughs> Please inundate Newmark with all this Chicago politics. Please don't. 
Um, we'll we'll see if Aaron Rodgers has the Lori Lightfoot out there and running around. I, I don't know. I just heard her name and just anyway. <laughs> okay, um, <Jordan. laughs> it's late. 26-23 Bears. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. If Jordan, if I was, I'm going out right, I'm saying this right now. If I was confident that Jordan Love was gonna play, I would say Packers would win. Really, I I irrationally believe this. Fair He's enough. also healthy. <laughs> That's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> he is a working thumb. That I don't believe. Some might say he has two, two, two working thumbs, and he doesn't have ayahuasca coursing through <laughs> his bloodstream. I uh. I, uh, I Jordan. Uh, I uh, uh, for what it's worth, forty-two and windy on Sunday. Eighteen miles an hour. They're predicting. Mm. So, alrighty, a couple things to promote with across the GSPN hub. I my brain froze for a second. I had to think of whose name I wanted to say, and it didn't. It didn't process. Adam and Andrew are recording uh, cruising for a bruising tomorrow morning, which is Thursday morning, on the infield grades for the Brewers this past season. Check out their podcast talking about um, Abbas favorite player, Roddy Telez, uh, Colton Wong, uh, Willie Damas, uh, Luis Arias, and the rest of the infielders. Like Brasso. Like Brasso. Uh, Jace Peterson, check it all out. Um, and then, if I'm not mistaken, Jordan, you are recording when in six this week as well with with Adam. Yeah, we may be talking about uh, the fifteen and five bucks. And uh, Chris Middleton seems like he's coming back, broken by uh, Bucks assistant coach Mike Dunlap, of course. Um, yeah. Plenty to talk about in Bucks land, a team that will not disappoint you. The Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> That's such a great pitch for that. You're welcome. Also, um, if you're looking to win a little giveaway action, a little basketball, I should say a little, a regular size basketball, a normal basketball um, mm-hmm. signed by the Wisconsin Herd, you have that opportunity through the GSPN Discord. Any of you folks could enter. Um, you just got to submit your favorite GSPN podcast memory into the Discord channel. Um, I think it's just titled Giveaway um, giveaway Entry um, with your favorite, and it'll be entered into the, the mix to win that basketball. You can join the Discord. It's a lot of fun in there by going to gspn.info um, and just clicking on the Discord link server. Discord link server, it'll get you right in. So between Elon Musk still running Twitter and there being a Wisconsin herdball up for uh, up for grabs in the Discord, what better reason to migrate all of your Bucks fandom takes and community to the GSPN Discord? So it's also where you get to find out about playbacks. We had one tonight for the the Bucks game uh, against I can't even think where they played the Knicks. So. A lot of great stuff going on on the uh, Eurostep podcast network. That wraps it up for us this week. We'll be back with another Talk of the Tundra episode on Monday post Bears game. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Jordan, thank you. Thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.